What's up, everybody? It's John Morgan. Listen, I want to just say thank y'all to everybody who has been supporting this podcast. Um, I cannot grow this without the support of the community who allows me to grow. So thank y'all to everybody who's been supporting, everybody who's been sharing it, everybody who is a subscriber on YouTube, everybody who has purchased merch from me, everybody who just tells somebody, you know, through through telling somebody in conversation who share these podcasts and your group text. Thank y'all. I, I, I cannot do this without you guys. So thank you for that. Right now, we want to ask for a specific type of support right now. If you can, stop what you're doing. Yes, you right now. Stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing right now. Go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Become a subscriber to this page, the Live Your Purpose podcast YouTube channel. Become a subscriber. Like, share, tell somebody about it. But stop what you're doing right now. Go to your YouTube page and become a subscriber. Click it. Click subscribe on the YouTube page and become a subscriber of this page. It allows us to grow and it allows us to, to touch different reach with different people. So please, if you could, if you call yourself a supporter, if you want to continue to see us grow and continue to see us build, stop what you're doing right now. Go to YouTube. Click that subscribe button. Like, thumbs up, all of that. Please, right now, Live Your Purpose Podcast. Peace. Yeah, you already know. You gotta do, gotta do this the right way, man. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna let this rock for a minute. And then we're really getting started into the cool. questions and all that. Sounds good, bro. I just threw you up on my Instagram. My man, my man. I'm a yarn, man. I just got the extra Yeho in. Of of this? Yeah. You like it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cheers, man. Salute. Cheers. Yes, sir. Yeah, I love extra Anejo, man. I like, uh, I'm leaving some shit out that I really like. I said Suavecito, Don Julio. For me, I've been drinking a lot of Casa Dragones. I don't know if you heard of that brand. I haven't. I don't know if I introduced you to that. Uh, Casa Dragones, they make an excellent tequila. 
um, they're considered like ultra premium. Okay. And right now, um, they're putting a blended añejo out, a mm-hmm. joven, uh, which a joven is a is a blend of tequila as well. Yeah. And then they're doing a blanco. Really. Um, but yeah, I drink Casa Dragones. I drink Casa Noble. Um, I like the Don Julio. For which, sure. Which Don Julio you like? Um, I like the I like the 1942. Yeah. But if I just want to do a blanco. Like especially in a mixed drink, I'll do the uh, Don Julio Blanco. I like the uh, I like Don Julio. Uh, Have you had the seventy Don Julio that's seventy? Like, yeah, that's nice, man. I drink that straight out of the bottle. Do you, man? Oh yeah. See, I'm not a super Blanco fan, but that's one of my favorites right yeah. here. And that's actually uh, a Cristalino. What's the difference? So the Cristalino is uh, an añejo. It can be a reposado. It can be an añejo, extra añejo, but they're uh, charcoal filtered. So mm. that you get that same complexity of that barrel aging, mm. but with some of that crisp uh, clearness and that just that like crisp, sweet uh, characteristic of like a blanco. So it's just a See, very. This is dope, man. Yeah, See, there's you a about lot to get, of knowledge, you about to get man. me hip, dude. Oh, yeah. You about to get me hip, man. I'm loving it, yeah. bro. Yeah, I'm loving it, man. Yeah, the Cristalino. Yeah, people think they're like blancos, but no, they're actually, it's an actual añejo. Really? Yeah, it's barrel aged, but just charcoal filtered. Mm. See, man, that's why we got you on here, man. Listen. Yeah. El Mayor has Cristalino as well. It's good. See, man, I can't. We about to, we about to get this game, man. We about to get this tequila, this tequila game, man. Listen, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Leave Your Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, John Morgan Jr., man. Before we get into who our wonderful guest is for the day, as always, man, I cannot do this without, you know, without, without my team, without the community of the people supporting us, man. LYP is growing, you know what I'm saying? If you, you know, if you if you late to the train, that's your fault, you know. Um no, just just joking, but in all in all seriousness, man, I really I really appreciate um you know the the genuine support that we get been getting, man, from people, you know, just supporting the merch, supporting the product. Um if you listen to this thing audio-wise, if you're a YouTube person, regardless, I don't take any of that for granted, man, and much love to y'all, you know what I'm saying? We started with a with a cheap iPhone in my living room, man, and we we've grown this thing to you know up in the up in the production, um, traveling, um, having you know real good conversations with wonderful guests, and I'm just I'm, I'm grateful for that, you know what I'm saying, and I, I appreciate that. Um, so I, w- I want to just say thank you to everybody who's been supporting. Um, for those who do not know, if this is your first time visiting LYP, Lead Your Purpose is a place, man. We really try to highlight creatives and entrepreneurs. Um, and really be able to sh- share their stories. But the reason behind sharing their stories is because we really want to be able to like highlight their walk of life to be able to inspire, you know, each and everybody at home. You know what I'm saying? We, I, I'm a firm believer that man, we can all learn from everybody, and more times than not, we're we're more alike than we are, you know, different. You know, um, it just takes a little bit of listening, a little bit of understanding, and really getting into the backstories of people's stories, man. So um, we we love having high level conversations with people. Um, and this next guest, man, I'm super excited for him to be here. Um, before we even Thank started, you. he was telling me that today is actually his year anniversary when he signed the lease on his building. Um, but man, this dude, man, he doesn't, he may not realize it, but he has a special place in our heart at LYP. You know, we had our first event at this gentleman's restaurant and it was a yeah. wonderful event. And, you know, here we are coming up on the heels of the second event, um, and it's just it's just a beautiful thing to kind of see how things is coming together full circle. He was just getting us hip to you know what I'm saying tequila, you know what I'm saying before we started. And I for those who know, man, I'm a 
I'm a, I'm a fake tequila connoisseur, but I, you know what I'm saying? I rock with my tequilas, man. So I'm, without further ado, man, we got my guy, Luis Escuero. Did I say it? Escudero. Say it again. Escudero or Escudero. Escudero. Did I, say? I always like to pronounce it in the, in the Spanish pronunciation. No, no. You, Luis you Escudero. See? That, Luis. It might be a little hard to say, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, listen, man. Thank you so much for coming on, man. No, of course, man. It's my pleasure to be how, here. How, how are you, man? I like, I like to check in with people genuinely. You know, I really want to be intentional about asking yeah. people how they are. How, how are you mentally? How are you spiritually? How are you today? In this moment, how are you? Coming off a little bit of uh, sickness mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. Um, and it required uh, a little bit of rest, a little bit of uh, self-care, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm good. Yeah. Um, for me, I start my day with gratitude Okay. every single day. Yeah. Take a moment, a uh, moment to pray, especially in the shower. It's like my ritual, yeah. my morning ritual. Get in the shower, I just start my day with gratitude. That's fire, Because at the end of the day, man, I'm good. Whether good things or bad things happen to you. I'm alive. Yeah. I have my five senses. I have my body. I have my family. Yeah. Um, but like anybody, you know, you go through things, whether it's spiritual things or physical things, emotional things, but that's part of life. So yeah. uh, luckily, I'm, I'm blessed to be here and uh, I'm feeling good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, that's dope, man. Feeling I'm strong. I love, I love that word, bro. I love gratitude. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that is, that's, that's so powerful. You know, I try to be intentional about my own ways of expressing gratitude. What are, what are some of the ways that you just kind of like practice and, you know, try to be intentional about, you know, practicing your own gratitude? You say you do some stuff in the shower. What, what else do you do yeah, to kind of like, I mean, you know, practice that? Uh, just for me, it's just, just keeping my, my, myself just level-headed mm. and then just, just being able to understand situations. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can get overworked or overwhelmed. I've been there myself as well yeah. to where you let situations take control of you. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, when you put things into perspective, you have so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, com- being an immigrant. So coming from my family's from Mexico, I was born there. Um, it's always been a piece of my DNA, mm. something that my parents have instilled. Be grateful to be in this country be grateful to, uh, for the things that you have that people at my, you know, back home, cousins or family that don't have those opportunities. So it's it's funny at times to say how great America has been for me, mm. although, you know, America has so many challenges. Right. Um, but at the end of at the end of the day, it's it's up to us, you know, the new generations, the younger generations to make an impact. So for me, gratitude has always been there. Yeah. It's always been instilled. I try to just be um conscious and present so whenever something bad happens or something good happens i just stay level-headed yeah i don't let it get to my head too much yeah so. yeah no that, that, that that's 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 powerful man you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying that those are two very important words being conscious and being aware and being present you know those, yeah. that's that, that's that's very 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 important um for those who do not know man luis is the is the owner of el patron um, tequila, man, and, and like 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 what I was just saying not too long ago, man. We had our first event there, our LYP pop up, and man, one of the things that like I've always said, man, is that like if Akron got a a, a certified taco and tequila spot, man, it would it would go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, ever since you've been here, man, it's people have been like running to El Patron, bro. So like. I'm very excited to, you know. too much, but we're good. That's, all, that's a good problem, though, right? It is. It's a great problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, let's start it, let's start it at the beginning, man. Let's start it in your origin, man. Like, yeah. who is Luis? Like, tell me a little bit about your upbringing, man, yeah. your background, you know, where, where you originally from. Tell, tell me a little bit about your origin. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, born in Mexico City, one of the biggest cities in the world. 
my parents brought me for a better opportunity. Um, they sacrificed their life, um, their family, their home, their customs, their language, and came to a foreign country to give me and my sisters a better opportunity. So like I said, gratitude's always been such an important part of my life. Mm -hmm. Just being able to put things into perspective and, uh, and using that as, a, as an attribute and power. So growing up here in the States, being an immigrant, being brown, being different, uh, living in a mostly white community mm -hmm. was a challenge for us yeah. growing up. Um, but just being good people and having good values um, helped us to just stand out. Yeah. And people noticed that, right? Yeah. Um, so growing up, went to Wadsworth High School. Okay. Uh, went to Wadsworth Schools, Wadsworth High School, graduated with honors. And uh, I was at a moment where I was like, do I go to college? Do I focus on, on working? My dad had opened up El Patron Mexican Cuisine. So that's actually our first restaurant. Okay. Uh, he opened that in um, May of 2011. So a little bit over 10 years ago. So throughout high school, I was working at my father's restaurant, pretty much doing everything. Mm -hmm. Just being a support for him, my sisters, my mother, my brother-in-laws, we're all there starting the business, just doing anything and everything to move that business forward. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, it was a decision I had to make, but I, I had the opportunity to go to the University of Akron and pursue a, a degree in engineering. So I'm okay. actually, a, I have a bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Okay. Um, I, have a, uh, I have a technical education and I have a great education. Yeah. I built great experiences at the university and uh, great relationships with people of Akron. Mm -hmm. So upon graduating, that was kind of uh, a motivator and a driver for me to want to be part of Akron. Mm. Um, you hear it. I hear it all the time. People in our community or surrounding communities, they want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. I want to leave Ohio. Yeah, I want to yeah. leave Akron. Yeah. This place is, you know, and for me, it's like. It's up to us to make a difference. Yeah. It's up to us to get in the trenches and make Akron better. Right. Make Ohio better. Make right. our situation better. So I decided to, um, when I graduated in the summer of 2018, I did a little bit of soul searching. I traveled a little bit. I moved out to California for some time. And then that was when my father was like, hey, um, I'm not telling you to come back. You know, you're, you're a grown man. You have free will. But I need help. Family business. Yeah, family business. I'm a, I'm a man that he my father trusted, so uh, he was the first person he called. He's like, hey, I need help running my business. What do you think? You come back. I give you a piece of the pie. You know, I want, I want to help you grow. Mm -hmm. You have all the potential. You're a hard worker. Um, you're committed. So I want to be able to give you an opportunity. So I decided to come back. I was living in Orange County. Okay. You know, people people dream of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to live people in... Ain't, people ain't leaving Orange County to come know, back to Akron, bro. <laughs> people, people dream of, oh, I, I want to live in California. Right. I was five minutes from Newport Beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could yeah, walk yeah. to the beach. Ooh, and you came uh, back. I came back, Ooh, man. Okay. I came back. Right. So uh, I had to drive to LA almost every day. So three-hour commute there, three-hour commute back. There's, their pro, you know, there's the pros, pros and, cons. and the cons. Yeah. So that's sometimes Facts. when people have asked me, like, should I move out or should I do this? I tell them, don't listen to me. Just listen to your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. You have mm -hmm. one life. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think that in that moment, that's the right decision for you, go for it. Right. If you have nothing to lose, try it. So what what, what year did your family come to, come to the States? Um, 2000. 2000. Yeah, we came in 2000. And how old were you? I was five years old. Okay, yeah. so you, you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. I've been, we've been living here for 22 years. I was... I was a kid entering kindergarten. I actually had to redo kindergarten because I was supposed to start in first grade. Mm. So I had to redo kindergarten because I didn't know how to speak English. Yeah, so yeah. they put me in kindergarten. I, I learned English. 
do you do you remember being a, a, a youngster and, and and the culture shock of coming to the the states and just like do you do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, there really wasn't much culture shock just being so young. Okay, my, my older sisters had a little bit more of a tough time yeah. to assimilate. Mm-hmm. The only funny story I have to share is that I peed my pants because I didn't know how to ask where the bathroom was. Uh, I always tell that story. Who didn't piss their pants so, in kindergarten? And, and that's just like, <laughs> for me, that's just like, um, that's like a humble story. Yeah, yeah, to be yeah. able to understand that you can have humble moments mm-hmm. and, and that those moments don't define you. As yeah, silly yeah, yeah. as peeing your pants as a little kid is. Everybody pisses their pants so, in kindergarten. It's, it's, part, it's, yeah. part, it's part of the game. It's part, yeah. it's part, it's part of the game. But for, for sure. me, it was a lack of language. I didn't know how to ask where the bathroom was. And uh, I'm like, oh, damn, I'm going to pee. Yeah. So, so that happened. <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah. my family came in 2000. We've been living here for almost 22 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you uh, go back to Mexico City often? Or? Yeah, I haven't had an opportunity to go back recently. Just been with yeah. graduation, yeah. finishing my education as an engineer, mm-hmm. then starting um, in, in my father's business, mm-hmm. and then deciding to start a whole other business. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had the pleasure to do much traveling yeah. and uh, enjoy that part so of my life, you, but yeah. So when you when you reflect back on your childhood, man, like what are some of the things that really stand out to you? Like when you think of your childhood with your family, yeah. you know, your siblings, your parents. What's some things that really stand out to you that kind of like just define your childhood? Yeah, I think most importantly is just family. Yeah, family and just being um, being, I guess, in the eyes of the public or in the eyes of society, being uh, an underdog, mm. right? As an immigrant, you have challenges um, being in a new country. As a p- person of color, mm-hmm. you have challenges. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I use that as a as a fuel to be able to be an example. Yeah, for sure. For immigrants, for Hispanics. Yeah. You know, uh, the unfortunate minorities ruin it for the majorities. Mm-hmm. So for me, I take pride in uh, just being a model citizen, mm-hmm. being a good example of what an immigrant is, of what a, a Hispanic person is, yeah. what a minority is. Right. So that that really has been uh, a fuel for me to ju- just be able to 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 stand out, overachieve, and, and just continue to get better each yeah. and every day. And, that, and, and, yeah, and family. Yeah. Family as well. And that's the, that's the interesting thing about, like, you know, even just being up under this, you know, oppressive system that, you know, that the states has, has created is that although it has been systemically set up to, you know, um, impact black and brown people's lives, the yeah. flip side of that is that, you know, just like you said, man, like, there's pros and cons to it. There's a, there's a, you know, there's a level of privilege that we have to be, you know, black, black and brown, man. Yeah. And there's a level of like intrinsic divinity that we have, to, you know, to maybe yeah. to overcome adversity. You know what I'm saying? To really be able to tap in some things internally mm-hmm. to really like, you know, be able to create some things or whatever the case That's may right. be. You know, we have some, we have some capabilities, you know, intrinsically in us yeah. that no matter what anybody, you know what I'm saying, can, can do to take those away. Yeah, and and that's what I was saying, you know, to the misfortune of certain circumstances of this country that we still need to work on and get better at. Mm -hmm. This country offered a family of immigrants, of people that maybe shouldn't have been here Mm. or didn't deserve an opportunity. It offered everything. Mm -hmm. Um, At at this point, my father's in his mid-50s, retired, Mm. um, living well. My parents are just in Mexico. Mm. They've actually gone to Mexico twice in like the last month. Okay. So I'm like, all right. I'm gonna keep working. I'm yeah. gonna be there. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna be there, pop. So yeah. um, again, like like you said, as as systemic as, as things can be stacked up or or against you, it also has offered so much opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just about perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm always a big man on perspective and what you feed your mind. So for me, staying positive, staying present, 
um, not letting outside influencers or outside noise uh, dictate who I am or mm. what I can do. Mm. So perspective is important, gratitude, and that really fuels the mind to be like, I can do this. Yeah. I can achieve. Who, who instilled that in you? Who instilled the importance of like, you know, mindset and, you know, you know, being present and being aware and yeah. being conscious? Like that, those aren't things that just like that just happened. It had to yeah. have some level of origin that somebody kind of instilled it. I'm sure your long life experience yeah. has kind of, you know, helped you learn some more. But who ultimately instilled yeah, that in you? I think ultimately, like my father has been a great influence in that respect. Um you know, growing up, I was in sports. I was an athlete mm -hmm. playing soccer. So he coached me. Mm -hmm. He helped me. He helped mold me to be the person I am. But also, it just came out of my own desire yeah. to be um, to be knowledgeable, yeah. to be conscious, to access information, and just access the right information. So for me, I always tell people the most influential book in my life is a book called Think and Grow, Grow Rich. Rich. Napoleon Hill, and, baby. <laughs> and, I, and I tell people, don't, sure. look, don't look at the title and think, oh, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to learn how to make money and become a millionaire. Although the book does teach those principles, there's a lot of uh, reading in between the lines of how to become an individual that is present, that has cognitive skills, that can think, that can evolve, that can plan and prepare. So for me, that book really helped me mold mm -hmm. um, me to become an accountable person, a responsible person, a driven person, a faithful person, a person with desire, all the principles. You've yep. read that book? Yep, I love all it. All the principles in that book have really been um, the driving force of who I am as a thinker mm. and a communicator today. Um, people, especially my employees, they joke around with me that that I sometimes preach and I, I'm like a <laughs> Sermon, yeah, a pastor, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. A sermon. You got a good word, <laughs> but but at the end of the day, it's just when you firmly believe and you firmly see the results of good energy and good principles and good education, you can talk about it for hours. You can be for confident. Sure. You can think about it. You don't even you don't even stutter. Right. And you have this like divine energy just telling you information. So you can't, you can't hold it in. No. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. all this information of like who I am as a conscious accountable, grateful person, it's just divine energy mm -hmm. given to me by putting the right energy into my mind, into my body. Yeah. So man, what'd you what you what you learn about yourself through the um through the quarantine, you know, in the initial mm -hmm. start of the pandemic. I mean we're we're still currently still dealing with the pan pandemic yeah. and the ramifications of the pandemic. But the quarantine specifically, that downtime, like you know, that that isolated time, yeah. what'd you learn about Luis during that time? You know, for me, I didn't really have downtime mm. or isolated time. I was in the middle of running my father's business. Okay. And for us, being in an industry so volatile to the pandemic, it was adapt or die. Mm. So luckily for our business, we never had a downturn. Although really? we did shut down indoor dining. And it was kind of ironic because prior to the pandemic, that whole summer I was working on rebuilding our website and just being an online presence with the marketing, mm. with the video with the website stuff. So I had spent all that previous summer rebuilding our website, putting in online ordering functions, all the things that are so valuable today. And I was like, hey, I'm gonna launch this summer of 2021. I have it ready, but I need to be able to be prepared to be able to launch. And the pandemic's like, no, you don't need to be prepared. Let's rock and roll. So yeah. the moment that we shut down, all I had to turn it on was with a click of a button and we were live online. And we were able to just adapt on the fly and our business 
doubled. Wow. From 2019 being our best year of revenue and of, of business, 2020 was double the better. Wow. So All I from your preparation. Preparation. Yeah. And again, it was just, I, at times you just need chance. You mm -hmm. need luck. Mm -hmm. Sometimes luck, luck needs to be on your side. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have downtime, to be honest. And it, yeah. was, it was a sprint um, to be able to make sure that my family was being taken care of, our business was being taken care of. And that really was... For me, the ability to just put in long hours, work a lot, and prepare myself to start my own business, mm. which required me to work long hours, you know, grind it out, do or die. Yeah. So, so I, so I guess if anything, if you learned anything, it was the, you know, the the principle of of preparation and how that assists you in adapting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and being able to really thrive in the midst mm -hmm. of chaos. Yeah. And also just learning how you know things aren't permanent. You gotta be able That's to. It. You gotta be able to adjust to things, but also be grateful. Mm -hmm. If things don't go your way, if you fail, if things don't go right, if you lose it all, just understand that there's a bigger purpose. Yeah. It's part of your journey. And um, again, back to my my spiritual sermony mm -hmm. um, linguistics. <laughs> I always relate this to. Um, Religion and how a lot of times I see people let down by religion. Mm. They think because they pray to God or they get close to God or they go to church that good things will happen to them. And God doesn't really necessarily show you who you are or what you're good at by things being good for you. He shows you who you are when things are at your worst, 100%. when you're at your lowest. 100%. He picks sometimes the worst of people to show the best of people. Mm -hmm. So you always have to just be conscious of that, mm -hmm. that Things aren't permanent. Yeah. You can die. Yeah. Tomorrow I can be gone. Yep. Your business can be gone. Yep. Your family. So that's really what I learned. Things aren't permanent. Be grateful and work hard. Man, it's, it's so interesting that you say that because one of the last guests I had on the pod, um, I was just telling them that like during 2020, during quarantine, during the initial starts of the pandemic, I gained so much clarity in the midst of so much chaos. Yeah. And I had so much going on. My mother transitioned in 2020. I had my first son at the beginning of 2020. Wow. Um, I was I was working as a social worker at the time in school-based services. And all of that, like, just stopped for a minute. I had to work virtually from home. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? But granted, I had my first son at that time. So I was able to be home with my newborn son. Yeah. I would have never been able to do that if it wasn't for the quarantine. Like, I would have had to go perspective back. perspective behind that, right? I, I would have had to go back to mm -hmm. work. But instead, I was able to literally see his every moment, every yeah. every every inch of his growth. I was able to see that for those first what six to eight months. It was, that's a yeah. beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, like, I, there's no way I would have been able to, you know, to, to experience that without the, uh, the quarantine and the pandemic. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's, so it's interesting that you say that, like, nothing stays the same. Things change. Things happen in season. you got to be able to adapt. And really, yeah. and really in a, in a deeper level, man, a lot of this shit is really out of our control. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be aware and present of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To really be able to accept it. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? So Just be aware and informed. Yep. Don't, don't let outside forces dictate how you think, mm -hmm. but just be informed, be knowledgeable, be educated. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who are your, so you, you spoke about, you know, your pops, he, he started the restaurant. Um, was, was he your earliest influence as an entrepreneur and as a creative? Was it him? Was it other family members? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. My father's always been an entrepreneur. Okay. So, um, he started his first business at 15 mm. and he, um, supported himself 
had his first child at 18. Mm. So he's always just had that that ability to to just get it done. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what entrepreneurs need. Yeah. You know, when your back's against the wall, you get it done. You find a way. So my dad's always been able to to do that as an entrepreneur. Um, it didn't mean that sometimes he failed or sometimes he really felt the adversity. But uh, that's been my biggest influence and impact on why I chose this path to be able to, uh, to start my own business. He always wanted me to go the education route, get an education. I never had that opportunity. Um, be, you know, he really supported yeah. me as pursuing uh, the engineering career. Mm-hmm. Um, but my parents, the, the beauty about my parents is that they always support me no matter, no matter what. what I want to do. Mm. If I told them tomorrow I wanted to start making music or I wanted to start becoming a YouTuber or I wanted to go work retail, whatever that might be, they'll be like, we support you. We got yeah. your back. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. As long as you're happy, we got you. So when I told my parents, I don't want to be an engineer. I want to you know, focus on the business, help you guys, and then start my own. They're like, yeah. Let's rock and roll. Man, how old are you? I'm 27. So 27 today and reflecting back over your life, how important and how valuable is has all of that been that you just named? You know, having your parents be supportive, having your father be a literally an example in your face mm-hmm. of what being an entrepreneur and running their own business and just like having their own, creating things for themselves. How powerful, how valuable has that been when you reflect on it today? Yeah, man, it's been everything. And, and that's why, again, it comes down to gratitude because mm. sometimes people don't have those opportunities. 100%. And people are like, well, it came easy for him or that person's lucky. But sometimes the people that are lucky or the people that have that opportunity, you know, don't use the opportunity. Right. So for me, the opportunity of being an entrepreneur and a business owner, um, although I like money and I like the opportunity to make money. My biggest driver behind the accumulation of wealth is to be able to impact the people that are around me. Yep, provide so, service. So um, do I like nice things? Do I want to have nice things? Yes, but my main reason why I chase wealth and why I want to build my businesses and why I want to use that opportunity is because I want to continue to impact communities, mm-hmm. impact the people. I see it every day with the people that come in and work at, at El Patron. Mm-hmm. It's like I help so many micro-economies I help so many families. I help so many people. Um, being a business in downtown Akron, you know, with tax revenue, with just injecting life into Akron, like there's so much, there's such a bigger purpose other than money. But money is good. Money is a vehicle for me to create those opportunities. So um, having that opportunity, man, is just, it's a blessing. And I'm yeah. grateful because at any moment it can be taken away. Yeah. And, that, and that's okay. If, if for whatever reason it, it, it's gone, that's okay. I can re-engineer myself. I can rebuild myself. I'm a, I'm a capable, healthy <laughs> individual. Yeah. And, and, and an individual that, that just, for God's grace, has some sort of wisdom given, given to me by him. What, was your, uh, what were your dreams as a kid? Like, out, not, yeah. not, not necessarily, yeah. like, not necessarily from, a, from a business perspective or just like a work perspective. What did you see yourself doing like no money aside like money aside like just what did you see Luis doing I already know this answer I wanted to be a professional soccer player okay and um I had every bit of talent and skill to become a professional soccer player but at that time growing up you know as a kid I didn't really have the right mentorship Mm. to be able to be to be able to be pushed to that direction but that's no excuse 
Um, I failed as a pursuing athlete. I sometimes didn't train hard enough. I sometimes <laughs> didn't put in the work or put in the attitude. And being able to take that accountability has given me freedom to just be in control. Mm. And I, I preach a lot about accountability as well. Um, because I, for me, accountability gives you control. Mm. You don't put blame, shame, justification on, well, I didn't have a mentor and I didn't have a coach and I didn't have this. What could you have done? What, you know, mm -hmm. what could I have done? No, it, at the end of the day, if I really wanted that, I would have done it. But I failed yeah. Yeah. and that's okay because I'm here today. Yeah. So that experience of failure and not achieving, although as a kid that was my dream, I didn't really understand it. Yeah. I you know, sometimes you just don't get it until it's not there. Yeah. Until the opportunity is gone. You know, I was, but it helps me now understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I had some of those same experiences, man. I came up hooping. I came up playing sports and being yeah. an athlete, you know. I went, I went to Copley. Came out 07. So we kind of okay. like rivals in a way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But no, as far as like... There was there was a time, man, I knew for a fact that I could have went and played, you know, college ball. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when it came... I feel the same way. I didn't necessarily have the, you know, the mentorship to kind of like really give me the education on like what it looked like to send film off the scouts, you know, how to communicate with scouts, how, how to really go out there and put myself out there to be able right. to like, you know, be courted to, you know, get scholarship money and things like mm -hmm. that. But I ultimately had to take the responsibility yeah. and look at myself to say, well... I could have utilized the relationships I had and like wouldn't ask people questions. I could have put more work into like, you know, maybe, you know, connect with different people. There was plenty of time where I relied on my talent strictly yeah. and then work on my craft. That, that happened you know what to me saying? too. Like being an athlete, man, oh, yeah. is when you have God given talent, it's so easy to just rely on on that. Just the talent. Oh yeah. And that's for me, I was a two time all state player mm. in high school. Uh, I played club soccer, didn't mm -hmm. travel and everything. Mm -hmm. um, I had a couple opportunities to play in college. But again, it just wasn't, there wasn't that fire there enough. Yeah. And then when I realized that, oh, shoot, I can't play soccer anymore. That opportunity's gone. Mm. It, it hit home and it, it hit hard. Did but it mess you up a little bit when, when, yeah. when soccer was over? Yeah, it messed me up. I was like, damn, like, this is really over. Yeah. But I used that. Through the years, I gained the wisdom to understand that that failure makes me a better person today. So Man. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah, I'm yeah. totally cool. No, with that. hundred percent. I, I I am too. Yeah. Um, I I know that like because I I have my own beliefs on just like school and stuff. Like I ended up going to school for ten to twelve years to you know what I'm saying getting my degree and like racking up a hell of a lot of debt. So because of that, I'm just a firm believer that like the return on investment of school is not necessarily worth it. But mm -hmm. you know, um. It was all a learning lesson. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not an entrepreneur today without those experiences of yeah. going to school. You know what I'm saying? Without those, um, the the failure of becoming a, um, a D1 athlete and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So all of that shit worked out the way it was supposed to. You know, it all happened in divine order. You yeah. know, was what, was what I like yeah. to say. And, and that's, it's so important, just happening in your moment. And mm -hmm. I think in our society today, we're, we're so influenced by what we see. And what people are doing, yep. and we're so bombarded with so much information yep. that we forget that we have our own timing yep. and understanding that we don't need like Ooh, that's don't, powerful. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to pressure ourselves to be this, this, and that when mm -hmm. we think we need to. Mm -hmm. We actually create a shortage and a void when you put it that way. Yeah. So, yeah. being conscious of that timing and, the, and those failures yeah. and that experience. Yep. That, that gives you power yeah. moving forward. 100%. That's, mm -hmm. that's valuable, man. I know a lot of people don't get a lot of gain from that. 
What's up, everybody? It's your boy, John Morgan. Listen, man, right now, as y'all can see, man, I got on the new Leah Purpose podcast merch, man. It's going crazy right now, the t-shirts. I got the dad hats. People always hit me up. John, man, where can I get it? How can I grab your stuff? You got a website, you got a site, you got a site, you got a site. How can I grab it? I'm here to tell you, yes, we do have a site. All right, that site is www.lypp.org. O-R-G. Again, it's www.lypp.org. Go to that website right now, man. You can find our our uh you can find a link to the YouTube channel, you can find a link to the audio platform, but you also can find where you can shop and grab your merch right now. Again, man, check check us out. We got the tees going crazy right now, the dad hats. Expect to see some new products on that site. Go right now, www.lypp.org again, man. A lot of y'all been hitting me up asking me about this link and this site. It's available. So do yourself a favor, go through, support, shout with your boy, spend some money with your boy. I know some of y'all still got that PPE money. Come spend some with your boy, man. Peace. Pour a little bit more tequila. Hey, you know, my Instagram handle is uh, the Tequila Bay, inspired by Salt Bay. I'm a big. Uh, I, see, I see the Salt Bay, you know, influence man, and all. And I see you dressed love... up in Salt Bay for, for Halloween and all that. Yeah, man. And you know, for me, like, you talk about mentorship and you talk about people that inspire you. Mm-hmm. You have to have those figures that you're like, I want to be like that guy. I don't want to be him, but I want to be like that guy. Yep. And yep. you use that as a guidepost yep. to like, to motivate you, to influence and inspire you. So for me, Salt Bay, like being in the same industry of hospitality and restaurants, I'm like, one day I'm gonna be like Salt Bay. I'm gonna have <laughs> restaurants all over the world. People are gonna know who Tequila Bay is. People mm-hmm. are gonna know who Luis is. Yep. And all the knowledge that I bring to the table with tequila and the passion that I bring to the table. So yeah. that that figured Salt Bay, I went to his restaurant in 2018. Okay. And he came to my table. He did the whole filet. Did the whole, did the whole, did the whole salt. <laughs> and I think you saw, I don't know if that you saw. That was clean right there. Yeah, yeah that boom. was clean. <laughs> so I got I got that down. So I don't know if you saw my Instagram. I have a picture with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen it. So, man, that Salt Bay for me is like an inspiration. No doubt. I love him. Hey, man, one of, Nipsey Hussle, man, one of my biggest inspirations. He quoted, he said, man, one of the, the highest human acts to do is to inspire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So wherever we can find inspiration from, man. You know, I'm all, I'm all for that, yes, man. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, man, talk to me a little bit about, you know, you ultimately end up going to school to become an I- engineer. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? How does how do you think your experience of becoming an en- engineer ultimately, you know, helped you in, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and, you know, running the family business and, you know, starting mm-hmm. your own? How did those experiences kind of correlate with one another? Yeah. If, if at all. It did, honestly, man. Like, you know, people questioned me when I was working at my father's restaurant or post-graduation, like, they'd be like, when are you going to get a real job? Mm. Are you an engineer? Like, why are you still working here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or why didn't you go to business school? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. why did you choose engineering? Yeah. So when I was 18, getting ready to go to college, in that moment, I'm like, I want to be an engineer. Mm. From the information that was given to me, uh, I knew that it was a good career. I knew that I could make a good living out of it. And um, just having a STEM degree, a technical degree, I could really go in any direction. I could go to law school. I could go to med school. I could be a practicing engineer. I could do an array of things. So for me, when I was at that age, I was like, yeah, engineering sounds great. Um, I graduated with honors in high school. So I'm like, um, educationally and, and, and with my skills in school, I can, I can do it. Right. So I started engineering. I did a couple co-ops. And 
while doing those co-ops, I realized, like, man, I don't belong here. Mm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I've gained all this experience and all this knowledge. Um, so that really helped me kind of narrow down my path. So people ask me, like, what should I do? Like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm like, do it. Figure out if you like it. Don't be afraid. You got time. No one's putting pressure. The only person putting pressure on, your, on you is yourself. Mm. Go do it. Go fail. Go try. At the end of the day, you'll be 22. You'll be 25. Even you'll be 27. You're young as hell. Just go do it. So engineering for me gave me the necessary skills in terms of just mental development. As an entrepreneur, I'm able to be uh, methodical and structured and really be an engineer of restaurants. Mm. How do I build a process behind a bar? Like, it's all engineering. A restaurant is all engineering. It's, a, it's like an assembly line. You get a cocktail order. How do you build that cocktail? Where do you place your ingredients? Where do you place your tools? Because you want to get that cocktail out fast, right? Or you want to get out your food out fast. So as an engineer, I'm able to see processes I'm able to structure those processes, and I'm able to engineer. So people are like, oh, you're a restaurant guy now? I'm like, no, I'm an engineer still. Mm -hmm, I engineer mm -hmm, restaurants. mm -hmm. I engineer processes. Mm -hmm. So having that technical skill to think critically, to be able to have that mental capacity, and sometimes that that also gives me that level-headedness I was talking about. Being a a thinker lets you to... Gives you the ability to think, not mm. like react on emotion. Yeah. Sometimes I do it a little bit too much. Sometimes I do plan too much, or I'm too methodical, or I'm too much of a thinker. Yeah. Rather than just taking action. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. there's there's a good balance. Yeah. And you find that balance. Man, it's it's a couple of things that you said there um, that I would that I want to touch on. Number 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 one, um, as far as just the 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 value that comes with you know the STEM education of being an engineer. My guy Darrell went to STEM STEM middle school, and, and like one of the things that he said um, when I had conversations with him is that one of the valuable things that he learned with you know learning STEM and, and th- things like that, he said he learned the importance of not being afraid to fail, right? Yeah. So like, oh yeah, anytime you take risk, anytime you're creating something, any part of his planning process. He knew that failure was part of mm-hmm. it. So he already knew that it was part of his process. So it didn't make him afraid of taking the action. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when oh, I hear yeah. and when I, I hear can you speak, to that. and when I hear you speak, like cause you have such a, a strong foundation of faith that Big you faith. You cannot Big be afraid. Down. You cannot be afraid to fail with a foundation yeah. of faith. You can't. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? So when I hear you speak, those are the things that I'm, you know, yeah. p- picking that up. I can up. relate to you, bro. I would take two pages to do a calculus problem, two pages of work. And equations and numbers and calculations, all for it to be wrong. And then you go back, maybe in the second line you made the mistake, and all that work you just failed miserably at. Mm. Just because you made a mistake in that second line. Yeah. So yeah, I can relate to that completely. So Engineering your- does definitely teach you how to just, although you're smart, just be like, damn, I suck. Yeah. So does your... Were you were you groomed to have the the level of faith through engineering and learning the skills that come be, becoming an engineer, or was that more environmental? You know, family, mom, pops. Like- yeah, I think it was environmental, family. Um, my mom is a big person of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, at time, my family struggled with being too religious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference between faith 100%. and religion. Hundred percent. So um, it it was always a tumultuous like journey 
for my family with with God and mm-hmm. faith and mm-hmm. religion. But for me, like again, it it was it was um, it was an, a self desire to want to get information and to want to be able to be a better human being. Mm-hmm. And I understand for me, and I firmly believe that this reality is built by God yeah. and built by that divine energy, that divine power. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I am never afraid to try or afraid to do or afraid to fail because I know there's that bigger purpose. Yeah. So I understand that when things get rough, if I put the right attitude and mentality and I just work, even better is going to come out of it. Yeah. Or even if it doesn't, you learn so much and you gain value from those experiences. So yeah. I have a firm belief, like right now, my business is making a big transition from outdoors, our patio. You know, we were the hottest thing in the summer. Yeah, which y'all are known for. To, to moving indoors mm-hmm. and having to readjust my business and make and take make and take immediate action. Mm. And um, things are a little tight, and I got to make changes, and I got to lead my people. But if I let fear drive my action, I make a bunch of wrong decisions, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm probably still making mistakes, but the faith is what drives the action. Yep. Understanding that this is part of the journey. I also saw my father go through it when he started his first restaurant, how the ebbs and flow of his business, and he's a man of faith as well. Mm. He believes in himself. He believes in what he does. And he's built a great business and a great future for me, for my sisters, for himself. So that's really what drives me. So, so, so what happens, man? Take, take me through the timeline. You know, you you in engine you you in school to become an engineer, mm-hmm. and then you say to yourself, "Shit, I don't I don't belong here. I gotta yeah. I gotta pivot. I gotta do something different." Yeah. Um. But ultimately, your pops calls you and says, "Yo, I need your help." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What what's the what's the timeline? Is it do those things kind of coincide together? Does one yeah. happen before the other? So this was 20, end of, end of uh, 2016, 2017 when I ended my co-ops and I was starting uh, my senior year of college, which engineering at Akron is a five-year degree. So technically your senior year split up because of co-ops. So at the end of my co-ops, end of junior year, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be an engineer. And many times I thought about dropping out mm. and I wanted to drop out. And my father's like, you're not dropping out. You're gonna if you're committed. Finished. You're gonna if you're committed. You're gonna finish. Mm-hmm. Like everything you start, you better finish. And right. that that also teaches you value mm-hmm. of you start something, you go through it, you face all the adversity or changes of thought, but you finish it. Yep. So, I graduated in 2018. I went out to California for. Uh, I was living there for six months. So I spent some time. I graduated in May. I spent some time traveling and working still with my father. And then I moved to California at the beginning of 2019, only to move back in the middle of 2019 mm. to fully take over his business. Okay, okay. So, again, me, me moving out to California, my parents were like, go. Yeah. Go for it. If Supportive. that's what you want to yeah. do, mm-hmm. we believe in you. Mm-hmm. Try it. Go live there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they also understand, and, and this is also like super instilled in my family, is the value of family. Mm. So the first person when some things hit the fan at my father's business... The first person he thought of calling was, was, you. was me, mm-hmm. his son, mm-hmm. his family. So, And I never turned down those opportunities because family is so important to yeah. me. And it didn't matter what I was doing in California or who I was with or what opportunity was out there. If my family needs me, I'm there. Because yeah. they, my parents, were the ones that sacrificed everything for me to have a better mm. opportunity. Right. Right. Now, I'm not going to dictate my whole life around that. 
but I understand the value yeah, behind it. Yeah, yeah. So it's not even necessarily that you were necessarily even, like, groomed to be in the restaurant business. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't sound like that. It just sounds like mom and dad created this life, supported you, and said, listen, you go figure out your own thing, yeah. you know, you know, be, become an engineer, finish, finish school. But when it came down to it, hey, I, I need your help, need you to come back. And you were just like, let's, let, let, let's, let's rock and roll, let's do let's it. Let's rock and roll, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so how does one take 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 my audience th through the through the steps, man? Like, yeah. ultimately, obviously, your situation is a little bit different, being groomed and you know having somebody in your family kind of give you the mm -hmm. tools and the tutelage to be able to you know to to start their own business from the yeah. funding aspect of it, from the operations, all, all of it, right? Mm -hmm. But like for those who do not know and somebody who may have aspirations for wanting to get into their restaurant business. Like, mm -hmm. what are the steps, you know, that somebody should really know to be able to do that? Like, what what are some things that somebody should know who's watching this right now, yeah. who knows El Patron, who loves the restaurant, they want to get into the restaurant business mm -hmm. themselves. What are some things that they can really know to kind of really, you know, get that off the yeah. ground? Um, I think Excuse for me, me. <clears throat> no, you're good, bro. I think for me, and I, I had actually a couple younger guys come into El Patron like a month ago. And they're like, oh, Louise, like, we see your story. Like, we want to open up our own restaurant. We've never worked in restaurants. What should we do? Like, and I told them, look, at the end of the day, there's like, there's like a romanticized idea behind like follow your passion, follow your dreams. But I believe that sometimes you learn your passion. Mm. So I, wasn't, I was never groomed to be in restaurants, but it was a learned passion. Mm. Like my passion was soccer. At one point, my passion was engineering. But there was a learned passion that I found within my father's business of like tequila and of hospitality and of mm. people. And that's really what, what pushed me. So I told these gentlemen, I'm like, if you want to be in a restaurant, if you don't have the funding or, or you don't have the idea, go work in a restaurant. Right. Go find out if you like to be in that environment. Right. And also, like, I tell this to all my young employees. I'm like, although restaurants aren't looked as like the glitz and glam jobs, there's a hell of a lot of opportunity if you're under the right leadership, under the right um, situation of a restaurant. So for me, working under my father, I had to earn everything. I paid my way through engineering school. I had to work full-time, go to school full-time. Like, my parents weren't just funding my shit. Right. So for me, my engineering career, I paid it out of, po out of pocket. So when I decided to move out, my parents were like, oh, you want to be a grown man? All right. Pay for your school, pay for your bills, pay for your things. Mm. That's the kind of leadership my parents have always given me. Mm. So um, working under my father, everything was earned. So at the point for me to be able to fund this Akron project, it came to a point where I'm like, okay, dad, I'm going to help you with your business. What's the next step? Like, <laughs> right. show me some money. <laughs> right, 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 you know, right, right. <laughs> businesses, you know. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you, dad, but I yeah, got a vision too. Yeah, yeah. you know, I got to take care of my own too. So. For me, that was the opportunity. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. the entry point for me to be like, I'm going to work like a madman for three years. Yeah. I didn't take any vacations. I didn't take any personal time. I didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't do anything. It was head down. Yeah, you Let's work. It. Let's grind. Let's save. Let's plan to be ready for this moment. So for people that maybe not might not have that direct opportunity of a family member or someone that's close to them, if you really want an opportunity in restaurants or to be able to want, at one point own your own restaurant, find a small mom and pop business. Go build value. Be like, hey, I want to learn from you. I want to help you. I might not start out making the big bucks. I'll start out you know, with whatever you need, 
But like, I want to be a confidant. I want to be a trusted person. So I tell all my young people at El Patron, like, I never want my people to leave. I'm like, I want you and I want you. I want you right. for life because I right. want to build a restaurant brand that, that goes beyond Akron, that goes beyond the United States. I'm like, I need people. My yeah. most valuable asset is people. Yeah. So I tell my people, learn, work under me, learn, yeah. Yeah. learn the passion of restaurants. But if you don't like restaurants, I'm not going to force you. Right. But for people that maybe want to start a restaurant or want to be in the industry, go find a mom and pop or go find something small to where you can create value. Like, hey, I want to be your right-hand person, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Right. I want to help your business grow. I understand that it's going to take years of work, of... of and I never like to use the word sacrifice. <laughs> I like to... It's, it's, a, like, it's like a void. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, invest. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. sacrifice things. Right. I invest things right. for myself. Mm -hmm. So all that time, me not going out or not hanging out with friends or not going on vacations, it wasn't a sacrifice. It was an investment. investment. I was making it on myself. So mm -hmm. make the right investments. It doesn't always have to be money. It's, it's sweat. Yeah. Sweat equity. Sweat equity. Yeah, That's sweat right. equity is important, how, especially for small businesses. How, how important, like, I really want you to highlight that and break that down. Like, how important is it to understand the importance of, like, investing in yourself and, and in different avenues and just like understanding mm -hmm. the importance of like giving value to somebody else but that that value that you provide for somebody else is ultimately an investment in your own knowledge your own tutelage your own mentorship yeah. your own experiences how important is that yeah I, I mean i think it's the most important like if you break it down to who we are as humans we're we're just energy Mm. Right? Mm. We have a brain that puts out information, that receives information. We have a soul mm -hmm. that connects to the ether, mm -hmm. to the universe, to mm. God. So mm. not taking care of that and only taking care of, phys taking care of physical needs, um, that leads you to maybe a drug addiction or a vice or mental instability. So being able to feed yourself the right energy and investing in yourself with, with proper knowledge, with education with reading positive things, reading educational things. Um, sometimes people make fun of me, which is okay, because <laughs> I'm so ultra positive and yeah, I'm yeah, always yeah. smiling and always happy. And sometimes that's, that actually can be a downfall for me because when I am mad or I am sad, or, like when I have a negative energy, you don't I don't know it. how to channel it because I never experienced it. And right. I'm like, shit, I'm mad. Right. And I explode. Right. But then I'm able to come back to center. But... Um, just being positive is so important to the mind, to your energy. You're like a broadcasting and receiving station. So educating yourself and investing in yourself, not only in the physical, but in the mental and the spiritual, it just helps you just be more just level-headed again. Yeah. Going back to that base, that base um, theme, just yeah. level-headed. Don't get too high on the highs. Right. Don't get too low on the lows. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's powerful, man. How does How does one become a... A tequila connoisseur and 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 like you know and a tequila expert yeah. like you know what I'm saying like like I said prior to prior to starting he was breaking down some shit for me you know what I'm saying oh, yeah. you know you was really like you was giving me real game like you yes, know what I'm saying on, on this tequila side so like how does one become that and just give 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 us some game man and some things that people really you know maybe look okay. past and look you know look. O overlook as it relates to like you know what this tequila lifestyle is yes, really sir. all about you know man. The, the most important thing is practice so mm. <laughs> no drink yeah, I'm being yeah, serious yeah, yeah. practice for sure. So. for sure I gotta take one with you yeah, man. Let's do you know, it, man. yeah, yeah. I, you I, know, I, I always tell people 
practice. That's I a, don't like tequila. You just haven't drank it enough. <laughs> Keep drinking. You'll like it. Yeah, Eventually, yeah, yeah, you'll yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. how do you know how to taste those different notes? <laughs> Just drink. You'll eventually pick up. So, yeah. Salud. Salud. My man. It's, it's practice, man. As funny as it might sound, mm-hmm. you know, I don't abuse alcohol. I drink every day. I don't abuse it. I drink it because I want to be able to continue to hone my craft, to be able to continue to be knowledgeable and educational about tequila. And I joke around. I, I drink every day, mm-hmm. but I don't abuse alcohol. Like, I think everything in moderation is important. Mm-hmm. So, to really be able to hone my skills with tequila... It takes a lot of drinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I always tell this to uh, my... You got to taste a product, right? It's yeah, just like, it's just like if, you, them, if you're in the fashion industry, you got to be able to try your clothes on. It's just like anything else. Oh, yeah. So right, right. when I go through the basic steps of teaching someone about tequila or educating them about tequila, it just starts with history. Mm. And for me, that learned passion that I was talking about, being able to showcase my heritage and where I come from and the things that are important to me as a Mexican, as a Hispanic, and just being able to shine that positive light on my country, on my heritage. When there's so much negative energies flowing around there, that's really where it inspires me. So what draws people into the tequila or to the bourbon or to all those niche products is just the history, Mm -hmm. the culture, the tradition behind the production of tequila. The next thing is going through the actual processes of knowing how to analyze the tequila, knowing how to taste it, knowing how to enjoy it. So when I start to educate people, if I bring someone to the restaurant, someone comes in, oh, I want to learn about tequila or I want to try this tequila. I go through these, th- through these steps. I grab a bottle. I tell them some history. This distillery, like Jose Cuervo, they're the oldest distillery um, in, the, in, in all of Latin America. So just giving someone that relatable fact or that fun fact, they're like, oh, wow, I'm drinking the tequila from the yeah, oldest yeah, yeah. distillery. Mm-hmm. It's La Rojena, mm-hmm. the oldest distillery in Latin America. That's, that's unique. Like, you feel special. Or Casa Dragones, I was telling you, mm-hmm. is the only female master distiller in the industry. Mm. So being able to relate with someone on that level, like, let me show you this tequila the only female master distiller that might resonate with you and that builds that builds a connection that builds value the next thing is the pour i pour it out it can be blanco so it's clear it can be reposado so it can might have a a, a distinct gold color it can be an añejo which tends to have more of, of a mahogany mm-hmm. or a rich amber color mm-hmm. or an extra añejo that is really dark really spicy so the color is important you spin the tequila, you look at the, at the legs of the tequila. Like wine, tequila has legs. And that's just indicative of the quality of the spirit that you're drinking. The slower that those legs move down the glass, the higher the quality of the spirit is. From there, the nose. And actually, the nose is the most important part of the tequila tasting process. Mm. If anybody ever has had a cold or got sick with COVID and you couldn't smell and you couldn't taste... The reason you can't taste is because you can't smell. Mm. So 82% of what you taste comes from what you smell. Mm. So I've built, my girlfriend jokes around with me. She thinks that I was like a dog in a past <laughs> life because I am always smelling everything. Yeah, 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 so yeah. smell for me is a very important, um, important characteristic, an important sense of mine. So smelling the tequila is important. You're able to pick up those little nuances of vanillas or chocolate or Mm. a toasted almond or coffee, tobacco, oak, 
smoke. So when oh. you when you smell that El Mayor right there, what 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 what's you what are you picking up on right there? This is a definitely an oak forward tequila. So it's an añejo. So most añejos are rested in those barrels for many many years. So mm. definitely picking up those oak notes. Like a bourbon, so people that tell me, oh, I only drink bourbon. I'm like, let me show you a nice añejo. Like a bourbon, it has really nice spicy notes. Mm. Um, hints of vanilla. Mm. A little bit of dried fruit, like a, like a dried fig. So all these little nuances. And, and this is for me where my artistic side is. Yeah, you're so you getting your bag right part now. Part of hey. why... I love tequila, and part of why I've become, become such a good communicator and such a good speaker is because I've learned the art of linguistic. Mm. Of, I've learned the art of being descriptive, of being even at times sensual. Mm. When I talk, like people are like, how the hell do you sell a $100 shot? I'm like, you just got to get with <laughs> yeah, it, Yeah, you got to sell it. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah, sell yeah, it. Yeah. You got to use tonality. Mm. You lure people in. Mm. You tell them about the history, the flavors, and you use all those cues the vocals, the knowledge to really build value for someone to be like, damn, I want to spend $100 on that closet. Yeah. So the smell, the nose is important. The next step is to taste. Absolutely. So do, do your nose. Do mm. your nose. Tell me if you smell something. What do you smell? I smell the vanilla. A little, a little vanilla. But I got to spin it first, though, right? I got to spin yeah, it first. Yeah, you want to open it up. Like wine, you want to aerate it. Okay. You want to you let that oxygen, let that spirit breathe and mm -hmm. open up all those different different smells. I smell the oak now, now that, you, now that you said it. Definitely oak, yeah. It's more the oak and the vanilla. That's what mm -hmm. I smell right off, the, right off the back. A little hint of chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so is this supposed to be like a deep inhale or is this supposed to be just something quick yeah, that you take in? You, like, what's, you, the, what's and, the process? And also, so a lot of times, since this is actually a taller cup, I'm, I'm breathing in a lot. It would be different in, yeah. in, 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 in so a glass and, or and, and, shot and an glass. an actual or, snifter or a Glencairn glass or a tequila champagne flute, uh, a tequila drinking flute, um, you want to be conscious of the vapors of tequila. So you don't want to burn your sinuses because those alcohol vapors are going to like sting. Mm. So normally you kind of want to waft it. You want to swirl it mm -hmm. and slightly smell it. You want to sometimes at times use a different nostril. Okay. One nostril might pick up something else. The other mm. nostril. You know, some, you might have mm. a, a nostril that's a little bit more open. Okay. So you pick All up right. different nuances <laughs> and characteristics. This but is yeah. some of the most amazing shit I ever experienced so this, in my life. <laughs> this glass is really tall. So that's why I'm really like. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like a snifter, it's right there. You mm -hmm. want to just kind of waft that smell. Mm -hmm. It smells good. Mm -hmm. So then the next part is the taste. You want to do a small sip. Let it kind of roll on your palate, roll on the tongue. Much see, much different than just shotting it. Oh yeah, much different. I'm when a you sa when you savor it, when you savor it and you mm -hmm. sip it. Much different experience. Yeah, oh yeah. And then you start picking up so all those different smells, you start picking the picking them up on the tongue, on the palate. So man, like, is it is it is it one of those things you gotta go to school for this shit? Is it one of those so, things you just learn, you know like what's the what's the what is the process? It, it took, I, I would imagine it's not something that everybody can do. Yeah, so for me again it started with practice, a lot of drinking, mm -hmm. and it just started to be it started with being inspired. I did a lot of my own research. I spent hours on the internet reading about tequilas, reading about distilleries, about brands, 
trying tequilas, taking notes. I started doing TikToks. Mm. My TikTok started to go. So at the beginning of the, of the pandemic, I had nothing else to do when, when I would go home. So I was getting drunk every night. <laughs> and uh, I was doing TikToks, tequila yeah, yeah, yeah. TikTok tastings. My page went from like zero to like 5,000 followers in like a span of a month. So, uh, and then I had to stop making them because I was getting drunk every night. I'm like, I'm like this can't, this can't happen. But yeah, yeah, I kind of yeah. regret it. I'm actually starting to put content out again. Okay, okay, Because again, okay. that's such an important facet of right. who I want to be as a personal brand, right. as an El Patron brand. Right. So my TikTok page is on the uptick again. But, uh, but yes, taking notes, um, doing the due diligence, but then ultimately I had an opportunity to become a certified tequila educator mm. uh, with Tequila Patron. So I've built a pretty cool relationship with uh, Tequila Patron. Obviously my restaurant's called El Patron. Mm -hmm. So Tequila Patron has offered me an opportunity to get certified through their educational process. And then unfortunately I didn't have the opportunity to go to uh, La Casona, which is their Hacienda. And um, get to experience the, the actual in live process of the distillery and the production. Just due to COVID, they're not having people there. But uh, the minute that I have the opportunity, um, I'm going to go to La Casona, go to the distillery, and get the opportunity to actually get that experience to learn firsthand the production. But the certification course was a 72-hour course that I had to listen to the educators, take an examination, um, and then, but for me, all that prior knowledge was like, it was cake. It was mm, a breeze. Mm. I aced the test. I knew everything about, I did learn stuff. Yeah, I, actually, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say I knew everything about it. That's a little <laughs> arrogant. That's a little egotistic. I didn't know everything about tequila. So, I learned some cool technical information about some of the CRT. So the CRT is the Consejo Regulador de Tequila. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the governing body that regulates and specifies all the different um production methods and standards that tequila sets so mm. the crt uh i learned a lot of cool information about that so man i was listening when i went to um i want to say it was puerto rico when i went to puerto rico the first time i ever like one of the first times i ever really like kind of got like a um a bachelor in education on tequila was when i was in puerto rico yeah. and one of the things that i heard was the uh, was that patron is just it's not a authentic Tequila, okay. you know what I'm saying. And before I was, I was sitting over here bashing uh, Patron, man. I didn't so say anything. Me, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, say yeah. Anything. Get me, get me, get me yeah. hip, man. Get, get me hip. So it's so. Tell me, tell me. I, I, I was told that it, that yeah. it's not a necessarily authentic mm -hmm. tequila, and there's other maybe lower level tequilas on the shelf that people mm -hmm. like, like a El Mayor. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, so, so to speak, there's a little bit more authentic than than Patron. Do I have it wrong? Am I am I incorrect on that? Mm -hmm. What's the what are some some household brands, you know, that's like, you know, official. Because I want to I want to have the official shit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I don't want to, you know... Yeah, so when it comes to that, man, like, a lot of the commercialization of tequila has pushed tequila in different directions. Patron is a very well-known brand in mm -hmm. the United States. Mm -hmm. And actually, the United States consumes more tequila than Mexico. Mm. Isn't that surprising? Mm. Um, it's not. It's not really. It's not... Uh, but it, it, it's not, but it is because it's like a national product for okay. Mexicans. Mm -hmm. But it's surprising because it's like it's so well received here in the United States. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to those small, um, small batch distilleries or those mom and pop distilleries in Mexico, they're putting out some some pretty good product, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Fortaleza Tequila or Siete Leguas. 
there's some brands that you've never heard of, Chinaco, or um, I like to do Coralejo, which is a really good brand. We feature that at El Patron. Um, but when it comes to Tequila Patron, um, their entry-level products, they're very, uh, they're very much um, commercialized and marketed. So that's why you're paying, honestly, the extra premium. It's a quality product, but when it comes to Tequila Patron and, and the way that they pay homage to Mexican culture mm. and their elevated high-end products, you do not come near Tequila Patron. Their distillery, their processes, their production methods, and their attention to detail in, in, in the time-honored sense of the production of tequila. Tequila Patron is one of the, the most technologically advanced and structured distilleries in the world. Mm-hmm. for tequila production mm-hmm. so when people bash on Patron there's like a misconception of oh yeah but there are better tasting tequilas when it comes to those entry level uh, or cheaper options mm-hmm. than Patron tequila but when it comes to some of their high end stuff some of their limited edition stuff I have a bottle at my house called Guillermo del Toro Guillermo del Toro is a Academy Award winning Mexican film director they partnered with Guillermo del Toro to create um a tequila patron guillermo del toro and it's an inspiration uh it's a collaboration inspired by the artistic influence of guillermo del toro and the artistic influence of the creation of tequila Mm. i haven't been able to find a bottle of that for like three years Mm. and right now those bottles are selling for about three thousand dollars i also have another bottle of patron on the leak series two so tequila patron partnered with la leak French Cristal makers, so it's the highest end Cristal in the world. You know, Sorasi, it's like the yeah. Ferrari yeah. of Cristal. They made a rendition, a limited edition Patron tequila, uh, 299 bottles in the world. I have bottle 299 of 299. Oh, shit. <laughs> it cost me an arm and a leg. I'm sure. <laughs> but that tequila is made with a seven year extra Nejo blended. Um, house reserve patron so some of their highest quality product was blended in this rendition and it pays again homage to the to the culture and the craftsmanship of the french cristal makers Ah. and it relates that to the culture and craftsmanship of tequila making so that makes sense that's where patron for me is just such a unique that makes sense and elevated and special brand because they pay attention to detail Mm. and they highlight craftsmanship mm-hmm. and art and mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. and passion and love so mm-hmm. yeah i will always defend patron tequila i have a great partnership <laughs> and great respect for patron i'm over here bashing but, te- bashing patron man he just let me rock you're man. Good, man but at the end of the day I'll, i'm an honest i'm an honest critic yeah, yeah there yeah. are a lot of tequilas that you can get like milagro i always tell people you want to spend half the money and enjoy the same flavor profile milagro. or maybe at times better drink milagro yeah People think Milagro is like a shitty tequila. So Milagro is high quality. So 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 Patron. It's not that it's a a a, a bad quality tequila. Mm-hmm. It just it specializes in separating themselves in the higher end aspect oh, of yeah. it. But the overall, from a brand aspect, the attention to details that it pays to the tequila as a whole. Is Unmatched. separates itself it's, unmatched. Yeah, right. Yeah, unmatched right. for sure. Right, man. I, this is what this is what I know. This is what I want to know from you because like I, like I started off the pod, man. I had my first pop up at, at, yeah. at, at your restaurant, man. Thank you, man. That, no, I, I was no telling problem. you earlier that was I was just talking about that with my manager. Mm. That was probably our most successful event we Wonderful, had. Wonderful, man. And it was y'all a heard him say that, man. It y'all y'all heard him say that. And we held a lot of events over the summer on that patio. Yeah, 
Live Your Purpose was the most successful event. We brought out a lot of great people. My restaurant was just booming and thriving. Good job, man. Thank, Thank you, you man. But, yeah. but one, listen, one of the reasons that I decided to um, have the event there was because I had knew, you know, other people who had, you know, d- did partnerships with El Patron, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, prior to me. And one of the things that that I um that I picked up on was that like, man, you guys are very intentional about doing partnerships with black and brown creatives. And that is not something that everybody is mindful of. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's not something that everybody is intentional about. Mm-hmm. You know, um and when I came to El Patron to have my event you know, the staff was wonderful. Everything went like like clockwork. You know what I'm saying? It was it, it, it was it, it was wonderful. Like you know what I'm saying? Even even from the because we really were supposed to have it in the August and we had to reschedule it due yeah. to due to the weather. Due to the weather, we yep. had to we yep. had to do yep. a rain yep. Yep. a rain but, delay. Yeah. But like, where does that come from, man? Like, why why is El Patron? Why are you you know so intentional and mindful about? Partnering with black and brown creatives and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs to like you know really you know give them a platform to really be able to like highlight what they're doing yeah. you know because that's again that's not something that everybody is doing so where where does that come from yeah. why is that important to I you? I mean I mean for me you know being a minority being a person of color is important but I just look at people man mm. and Akron has just such a collection of talent and we're we're a community where. We're black and brown. You know, that's, that's the, I think, the majority of the demographic here in the city of Akron. Mm-hmm. So for me, is I just, I love people. And it doesn't matter where your walk of life is, where you come from, your color, your race, your religion. If you're a good person and you want to be impactful and positive and constructive... My doors, my home is open to you. Mm. So that's really been, and you, you, you touched on it earlier, how although we can look different, we're so similar. Yeah, so very for much me, the same. So for me, opening El Patron has just been an opportunity to just be so inclusive. I have LGBTQ. I have black. I have brown. I have white. Uh, I have minorities. I have majorities. I have people from all walks of life. And we're honestly one of the closest families. Although we're so different, we've just been able to build a bond of just beautiful people, beautiful cultures, beautiful ideologies. Mm. And we all come together, man. So as a profound person of faith and a profound person of, of God and, and what I, how I try to carry myself, if I want God to accept me and love me and, and, and be with me and for me, I got to do the same thing for people. See, there, there's, there's nothing. If I expect people to be compassionate, I got to give compassion. Yeah. I also got to give compassion and love to myself. Yep. So, so that's important to me, man. Just yep. being able to just showcase people. I don't care where you're from. I don't care your background. I just want to be able to give opportunities to myself, to good people, to the people that really care about El Patron. And I've had an opportunity to work with those type of people. Mm. It's a blessing, man. Yeah. It brings out a lot of just good energy, good opportunity, and it moves the community forward. Um, I think we have a good example in, in LeBron James mm-hmm. with, with the work that he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but it also takes work from the people that are actually living yep. here. We're on the, the, on we're, the ground. Yeah, we're in the trenches here yep. in Akron. Yep. And you know, people are like, I want to leave Akron. I don't like Akron. I hate Ohio. Change perspective. Change your mindset. You can do a lot. 
we're the difference. We're mm. the ones that build the community, that build the people, that build the city. So, yeah. man, that's that's the most important thing for me. Yeah, wonderful. That's what inspires me. Wonderful. Inspiring people and just being able to help people. Dope, oh, man. man. Dope, man. Well, listen, man. With that, man, let's end it. Luis, yes, sir. Thank you, good brother. No, man, thank you. Know you. This, this has been wonderful, man. It's an honor. I ain't to be never here, had man. a tequila breakdown like that, man. You know, I, I don't know my lady is going. My lady can. I, I know she cannot wait to watch this episode because okay. I told her I'm like, listen, man. My guy Luis is going to give me a breakdown of the tequila, man. You know, so you know for the tequila sippers out there like myself. My guy Luis, Ooh. the real, the real deal. I love man. my tequila, and yeah, man. Anytime people want to learn about tequila, come see me at El Patron. Yeah. I'm there to serve people. Yeah. I'm yeah. a server of people. Come come ask me questions. Come drink with me. I'll gladly break it down for you. For sure. It's well a listen, passion. man. Let's let's go ahead and, you know, thank thank you again, man, for coming on, my brother. I, I appreciate of course, you, brother. man. This is, thank this you. It's been a wonderful high level conversation you. again. Before I get you out of here, man, I wanna, you know, just hit you on some rapid questions. So man, tell me, man, like what are what are some intentions that you want to do to close out 2021? Like, what's the overall vision of El Patron? What do you really want to be intentional about? We got a couple weeks left to go in the year. Crazy. Like, what do you really want to be intentional about? I don't really mess with New Year's resolutions, Mm -mm. but I love intentions. Like, what do you want to be intentional about yourself? Personally, professionally, all of it. My intention for the end of 2021, pushing into 2022, again, just grateful. I had a great year. Mm. When a lot of things went wrong, when a lot of people struggled, um, I've struggled in my own way, but Mm -hmm. just being grateful and just to continue to just be attention to detail Mm. my business is going through a transition and it's just a time to be better to work better to work harder there's never a time to slow down and with the ambitions and goals that i have for my company for the people that are around me it's just a matter of embracing work and being grateful for work yeah so yeah what's a um What's a weakness or an area to something that you really want to be, you know, mindful of, mm-hmm. you know, and something that you really want to work on? Yeah. Personally, professionally, whatever yeah. the case may be. I think a weakness for me uh, is definitely at times controlling emotion. Mm. Like I was telling you, the negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, at times it can lash out on my personal life or it can lash out on my business life. So just being able to, when I do have those negative emotions, being able to just recenter much more quickly, mm. and just being um, just being that that level-headed person that I always am, in terms of like El Patron, how I want to be better is just details. Mm. We had to start our business on the fly in the middle of a pandemic, at times not having enough people, and we just had to run with it. Mm. So now that we're uh, we have a little bit more time to realign, a little bit more downtime, detail, detail, detail to be able to build that solid foundation and move El Patron forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name of the podcast is called Live Your Purpose, man. What is your purpose and how is that connected to what you're doing today? My purpose in my life is to just be a positive influence in the people that I am around. Um, I was telling you earlier, I like wealth, I chase wealth, but I chase wealth to be able to impact and impact people positively mm-hmm. and provide opportunity. That's my purpose yeah. here on earth. Um, I'm given talents. I'm given skills. I'm given divine wisdom to be able to impact yeah. people positively. Yeah. So that's my purpose. What What is something about you that people would be surprised to know? 
Mm. I'm a Steelers fan. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. We got to get out of here, go, man. Baby, oh, we got to get out of here, man. It's terrible times. Oh, let me get yeah. my dude out of here, man. What, uh, yeah, I'm a Steelers <laughs> fan. <laughs> what, 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 is, uh, what, what scares you? What scares me? Hmm. That's a really good question. I've never experienced the loss of uh, of someone mm. like death. Mm-hmm. Both of my grandparents are alive mm. on both sides. Mm-hmm. My parents are alive and healthy. Yeah. Again, not knowing how to deal with negative emotion, that part of my life scares me. I, I don't wish it to be anytime soon, but when the time comes, I just want to be able to know how to navigate those emotions. But that scares me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is your uh, What's your favorite quote? My favorite quote. There is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. Mm, Break that down real quick. Journey, man. Let all the highs and all the lows build who you are as a person, man. I think we get too caught up and tied up on where we want to be rather than understanding the path and the journey of how how we get there. Yeah. So there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. Just be happy. Be grateful. If you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, wrong side of the bed, it was for a reason. Right. Just understand it. It happened. Yeah. Move forward and just be grateful. For sure. Yeah. What's what's the uh, the best advice you ever received? The best advice I ever received, man. I think it came from my father, and it was just to be myself, to understand where I come from, and to just just if I want to pursue something, to just do it. But mm. just be. Be myself doing it. Mm. I don't have to change who I am for someone. I don't have to put on a facade. I just got to be myself. Mm. People are already attracted to myself. So just be myself. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. If you could pick up the phone and call your 20-year-old self, knowing what you know today, what would you tell yourself? Party less. (laughs) Yeah. I was a party animal, man. I love to party. Me I'm, too, I'm bro. Like, Me I was too. the life of the party. Okay. I like tequila. I like to drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, party less. I think um, just understanding that maybe a little bit earlier would have helped me build even a stronger foundation. But that was all part of the learning process. So right. no regrets. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, listen, man, again, bro, thank you, man. This has been a wonderful well, conversation, you, man. man. I know people are going to get a lot of value from this. I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate El Patron, what you guys have meant. I want to continue to see you guys grow. Um, thank you. Best believe that, you know, that is not going to be our only event that we, you know, we look to partner with, you know, El, yeah. El Patron, man. We want to, again, we want to continue to, you know, Make this thing happen, man. And, I, and, I, it, and man. I let me tell you, man, as a as a true Akronite, bro, I appreciate what El Patron has meant to to the city. Thank you, you know, you guys are doing a beautiful job, man. You know what I'm saying? I so appreciate that, I want man. you to hear that, man, from me personally. Um, tell people what you got coming up. Tell people where they can find you. Social media tags, El Patron information, what you guys got coming up at the restaurant. Yeah. Just give uh, people some information. Cool, man. So, yeah, we just opened up our private tequila room. We have mm. a private event space. If you want to host a private party, a graduation, a celebration, a baby shower, anything, a corporate event, you you have your people at work, you want to do a holiday party, our tequila room, man, it's dope. It's (laughs) dope. We're going to start hosting tequila dinners, chef's pairing menus, Mm. all sorts of cool stuff in that room. Um, If you like tequila, follow me on TikTok or follow me on Instagram, Tequila Bay Official, and uh, I will show you about some tequilas. You'll probably tag my handles in, in, in the video. So, 100%. yeah, that way people have access to tequila content. Uh, I, I'm, all, I'm on all platforms, so I okay. try to just 
propagate all the yeah. all the information on every platform. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're just looking forward to 2022 with our private event space, um, working hard on the weekends, bringing in guests. I know a lot of people come out to Akron on the weekends for the shows at the Civic Theater. So if you're going to a show at, at the Civic or you're going to Lock 3, make sure to make a reservation at elpatrontequilaria.com. You can make a reservation on our website right. and guarantee yourself a table. Cool, bet. So the, so the last thing that we do, man, we have our guest lobby for, you know, for, for, yep. our, for our next guest to come on, man. Um, we, we we lobbying for Charlemagne the God. Now a lot of people know Charlemagne to be an outspoken radio host. Mm-hmm. Um but I've came to appreciate Charlemagne as a man um for what he's really doing intentionally in the mental health space. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I, I am a very big mental health advocate, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Especially for males, especially for black males, especially for black people. Um, and Charlemagne is like, he's on the leading front and just like doing a lot of intentional work. Mm-hmm. And for those who know, he's also, you know, a big um, he's a big entity in the podcast space. So I really mm-hmm. want to sit down and just have a conversation with him, um, you know, because I definitely yeah. believe that we both can add value to one another. So if you could, man, look in your camera right there, tell Charlemagne the guy why he should be a guest on Live Your Purpose, why yes, he should sir. come down and sit down with us and let him know why he why he would yeah. be missing out if he if he wouldn't. John just asked the right questions. And uh, to build off of this, you asked me, what's the most important advice that's been given to you? And that was be yourself, be unapologetic, be who you are, don't change for people. And I think that's what Charlemagne does really well. Yeah. He's unapologetic, he's himself, and I think he also takes the time to listen. Although he's very stern on his opinions and on what he believes in, yeah, he, he can sit down and, and get in the boxing ring and, uh, and you know, duel it out with people yep. about what he believes in, about what other people believe in. So yeah, Charlemagne, John Morgan, he's just such an open-minded individual this space here just gives you the opportunity to just want to talk and want to share. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely come out. I think you'd be a great uh, asset to this podcast um, to be able to continue to push forward people of color, black men, brown men, all sorts of influences. And I think you'd inspire this great community of Akron. Mm-hmm. Akron is just such a community that's built with such great people but always just being put down. Mm. We just need people that are inspiring, that we can look up to, that influence, to be like, damn, that's accurate. So yeah, definitely. That's why. Listen, man, another episode of LYP, man. Check us out, man. We are having our second annual pop-up shop this Friday, December 10th. is also my 33rd birthday party, so y'all make sure y'all come out and rock with us. Luis, Thank you again, good brother. This has been a wonderful high-level conversation. Another episode in the books. LYP, baby. Peace. Peace, peace. One more thing. Charlemagne, you come out, I bring out a nice bottle of tequila. So I think that's the most important thing. Let's go. You heard it here first, man. We make sure we put that in. LYP, baby. Let's go.